and welcome to another episode of Technobabble, episode 16. This is a little mini episode. We, uh, we have some amazing news and we just couldn't wait to share it with you. So I'm your host, Mike. Joining me is Rich. Hey, hey, hey. And we're going to uh, give you a few little neat articles we found and a special main attraction. Techno quickie. Yep. And starting off, well, we've told you before about the uh, the Scarp Razor on the show, right? The idea of shaving with a laser. Laser Razor. Yep. And uh, it got funded on Indiegogo. And, of course, there's delays because why would something that awesome deliver on time? I and mean, we can't even get Mighty Number no. 9, so why the hell are we going to get this on time? But, anyway, the big question that nobody was asking except for a, except for a, a small team of manufacturers decided... You know, shaving a, with a, ra- a laser on your face sounds like a good idea, but what if we could use it to shave metal instead? And thus came the clean laser, and uh, uh, the, there are several lasers made by this company, but the CL-1000, it was featured on Facebook as uh, a handheld gun that looks like if Dyson uh, was the manufacturing company behind the Ghostbusters, this is what they would be wielding, and it's a uh, a diode pumped laser unit that's air and water air or water cooled, with a laser optic type OS A70 or OA OS H80 for you laser uh, fetishists, and it has a a 10 meter fiber optic for flexible beam delivery. And the cool thing about this is is that basically. You can shave metal with it. Now, there are plenty of cases of rusty bumpers or um, just metal blocks that have been oxidized. And this thing, just with one quick pass, just fries all that rust away. But it's uh, environmentally safe. It just evaporates it. And it shows a guy cleaning uh, rust off of a, uh, a block. And no ventilator, no off-gassing, no toxic emissions. And it can remove rust, oxide, grease, uh, production residue, industrial, military, shipyard. Ugh. Just, you know, lasers, we're li- we're, the future is slowly coming. It can remove paint, and it's great for pre-coating surface preparation. And you can just look it up on uh, Facebook, the Laser Razor. Well, not Laser Razor, that's the other thing. But this is just like a, a rust-killing laser, and it's just a fantastic device. Now, Rich, I screwed that up completely, but what do you think about this device that would uh, basically be able to make you clean up your car, your bumper, and everything in about five minutes? I, I really like the sounds of this. I mean, this is really cool. Um, anything that can, you know, make my car look a little prettier, per se, although I, I, I would be concerned as to what it does to it, right? So, like, when you're taking off the rust, what does it leave behind? Is it ba- Would it basically just be the same as me, like, hitting the rust off or scraping the dust off carefully sort of thing like it or is it like essentially like re-oxidizing or deoxidizing the metal well, so you're taking the rust out of it or like you know what i mean i don't think i don't think i would i don't think you can de-rust something you can remove the rust but i don't think it can like magically transfer it back to whatever it was hey hey we didn't think that you could ever shave with a laser but now we got razor lasers well, we don't have them yet. We don't have them yet, but they're on the way. That's true. Or so I'm told. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, because yours should be in the mail soon, shouldn't it? 
Uh, it should be. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and it says, like, Dear Scarpers, we welcome your patience. We received our first fibers from our partners who have spent the last three months working out the technical challenges in manufacture. In short, we're pleased with the early testing results, and we expect more refinements. We expect a two- to three-month delay in perfecting the product UI, UX, and shaving experience before we feel confident to ship. So I should have received it in March, but they probably won't even ship it till July, August. Yeah, that's that's uh pretty crappy. But hey, at least you're gonna get it. But you got enough stale stuff coming in the mail, you bastard. So <laughs> screw you. <laughs> well, there's a <laughs> well when this razor does come, it'll be just in time for summer. Time to hit the beach. And there's this um like when you're at the beach, what's one of the worst things that happens to you, Rich? Uh, wedgie. Okay, second thing. Uh, sunburn. Well, all you have to do is just bring the uh, proper SPF lotion, and that should be taken care of. That's a good point. So, what Third are... Third thing, uh, it, kids drowning. Well... Uh, fourth thing, um, male lifeguard. If they're not your... <laughs> if they're not your kids, then, you know, that's it's just like a, a bad theater show instead, but... <laughs> well, for me, it's sand. You know, people are running everywhere... Sand gets kicked off, kicked up. It's it's just natural, like tiny particles attaching to feet. They get propelled all over the place. It just sucks. But you lay you down your towel, and it should be a nice, safe respite. But then people are walking by, and then shit gets all up on your blanket, and then you're you can't roll around in it without getting sand, without feeling like you're on sandpaper. And then you have to flip the flick the towel, and it's just a friggin' hassle. But now there's this device called the Quick Sand Mat. And no, it's not something that you can put someone on and watch them slowly <laughs> sink away into oblivion until they're nothing but a hand sticking out of the beach. Although that would be hilarious to, that someone's selling a cartoonish death trap. It's like, this is from the same company that brought you the portable hole, now comes the quicksand mat. <laughs> but, so how, how does it work exactly? Uh, the quicksand mat, the sand-free beach mat, has a dual-weave multi-layer technology. And this basically has wide pores on the front that sift all the sand through. So, and it, you don't have to, like, sift it like a gold panner or anything. You can pour sand on it and just watch it fall right through. And it's a uh, non-absorbent, so, well, I just don't know what it means by non-absorbent. It's a, well, it's a bat. It's not a towel, it's a mat. So, you know, everything falls right through it. It doesn't uh, absorb anything, so you don't have to worry about it being soaked. In, uh, and it's uh, and it's designed with a... Uh, the way it's designed is sand falls through, but it won't fall up, so you don't have to worry about, like, shuffling around and all the... Well, like, all oh, the sand fell through, but now it's coming back up. You don't have to worry about that. And it's two meters by two meters, or six feet inches... Six feet six inches by six feet six inches. And it's in Australia right now, but uh, for only <laughs> okay, uh, if you're in Australia or Queensland or any other place on that continental death trap, it's uh, twenty-two dollars with free shipping. So twenty-three, twenty-two dollars with $22 free shipping. Twenty-two dollars, uh, Sorry, Australian. Yeah, just like Australian kiwis pounds or, or whatever the heck yeah. they kiwi. I don't know koalas or something. Whatever the hell they use. Yeah, koala biscuits or whatever they uh, have for yeah. currency over there. Sh sh shrimp barbies or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, barbified shrimp. I think there isn't there their dollar higher than ours though. So it's twenty two whatevers now. 
But here's the thing. And moving on. International international shipping is $80. So you can instead of getting two for the price of one, you can get one for the price of five. Hmm. Hmm. And they also sell a tote bag, which it doesn't seem to brag about what the tote bag can do. So I guess it's just a bag for you to put your mat in. And uh, do you Yeah, have... it's unfortunate it doesn't have a charger or anything, I guess, right? What the hell would you expect it to do electrically? To charge your phone. I don't freaking know. It seems to be the only thing you care about. Bring your phone charger and put it on the mat then. If you could put... I, Mike, I know you would buy this. If you could bring... Uh, put all of your friggin' cards and your licenses and your <laughs> money and your friggin' phone into this thing and it charged it with a Qi charger and it had a battery bank and a solar panel. You would be over this. You would be all over this like friggin' a crackhead on crack. Like... <laughs> And if only it had something like a uh, a portable water bottle, a water bottle filler like that. Uh, yeah, the the uh, like condensation that. hydration takes the uh, the moisture from the air or whatever. Yeah, Did, yeah, yeah. Have you like as soon as we talked about it on Technobabble, then I saw it everywhere. Tons of it appeared. Yeah, on, like, I Facebook. saw it freaking everywhere after we talked about it. It's and funny. Had, I yeah. think I saw I saw it on actual TV too, like a commercial for it. It has a solar charger. Something, yeah. Has a solar charger, so you have a sunny day. Fuck you, Sunny Day. You're going to refresh me, not kill me. Yeah, exactly. I'm really going to cool, dehumidify the air, and you're going to power the device for me. <laughs> Fuck you, son. <laughs> so, uh, before we bring out the main feature, do you have anything to talk about, Rich? Uh, yeah, well, I recently got a little uh, a little self-gift in the mail. Um, now, I know this has been out for uh, a little while, but I... You know, I know that a lot of people haven't experienced it yet, um, including you. Um, when when we had a beer a couple weeks ago, a couple drinks or whatever, uh, I was showing you the basis of what this is, is based on, which is the 360 degree video that you can use on a phone, tablet or on a computer where you can actually look up, down, left, right. And basically the screen becomes your eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can look anywhere and everywhere and see what's going on you know, at any given time, live, live time or whatever, all around you. Um, and it, that was really a lot of fun for me. I started watching, I remember there was one night I started watching a bunch of music videos that were really interesting and well filmed and, and, uh, you know, different videos, like diving videos and stuff like that. And, and the creativity of some of these videos is, is amazing, especially the music videos actually are, are really interesting what they can do with 360 degree music videos, because, you know, like you're not necessarily going to be watching One Direction the whole time. So they have stuff, you know, all happening all around you so that you have to keep looking, you have to keep moving. So this was so much fun for me that I went out on eBay and I bought myself a um, Google Cardboard apparatus or dock or peripheral, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, and this is a device that Google, and I use the word device very loosely, um, but it was released by Google, I think it was in 2014, um, at Google I.O. And it's basically just this little cardboard viewmaster almost that you stick your phone in and then it splits the screen in half because you look at it uh, horizontally and like in landscape mode or whatever. Uh, and it splits it in half and you put it in there and then it's got uh, some lenses that kind of take the screen and, and you know, make it seem like it's morphing around your eyes to give your your eyes the illusion of basically a giant screen in front of your face and and pseudo virtual reality. And I got this in the mail a little over a week ago. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most fun, interesting, intriguing 
little products I have seen in a very long time. Um, you can get them from Google uh, on the actual Google Play Store, starting at I think about uh, thirteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, uh, and they go up from there. That's also uh, I believe what the Google VR is based on in a way, or sorry, not Google, uh, Samsung VR. Uh, the original one was based on. Um, I got mine for I want to say four dollars on eBay. Uh, I know you can get them fairly cheap on Amazon. You can even get plastic ones with headbands and and cushions and all all sorts of fun stuff. But there's so many cool things that I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing virtual reality games on it. Um, I've been watching music videos. There's uh, educational videos that I've been showing to my children. Um, and it's just it's so interesting. I just I really really love this product. I mean, I paid $3 for it and I now have a whole new dimension, a whole new reality. Have you of, seen a view, you know, uh, like there's a girl that I know who, uh, who's really into diving. Uh, that's like her thing. She dives with sharks. She likes to go to Costa Rica and dive all the time. She's, you know, dived. I think she said about 125 times now. Um, and she misses it and she's not able to go for a little while. And I was telling her about this and trying to, you know, tell her about the 360 degree video. She couldn't figure it out because she's not a tech girl. But I'm hoping one of these days I'll, I'll be able to, uh, I'll see her again because I haven't seen her in a little while, but I'm hoping I'll be able to see her again and show this to her because, you know, it would just be so much fun. And, and, and beyond that, especially with the diving, it actually kind of clicked into my head. It would be really fun to say you have an S7, right? So it's waterproof. Take that and put it in one of the plastic Google quote cardboard apparatuses and then literally go snorkeling wearing this. Until the cardboard disintegrates. No, that's why I'm saying you use one of the plastic ones that costs like 10 bucks on eBay or whatever, right? But you go snorkeling with it and you put on a video of somebody diving with the sharks or diving in a coral reef or something, but you're snorkeling in like a fucking pool or some shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? So you're getting the the physical sensation of being in the water and swimming around, but what your eyes see is is a completely different place, a completely different thing. And I, I would really like to test that out because I think that it would be so surreal and just so incredible. Um, you know, I think it'd be really fun. And, and I've been reading a lot about, uh, I think it's Six Flags has now started looking into using um, VR headsets, Google Cardboard, Oculus Rift style technology on their roller coasters so that uh, you know, you're going on a roller coaster, you put on this headset, and then now you're not just looking at the park. When you're on this roller coaster, you're watching, you know, dinosaurs chase you and trying to eat you and the other people on, on the roller coaster. You're seeing an apocalypse. You're seeing 2012. You're seeing, you know, meteors, sh you know, shower down from the sky and almost, you know, smash the the train in front of you or behind you. They could use augmented reality to, um, accent this they could do like, there's so many things that you could do with this to to take these different experiences like um roller coasters skydiving uh under underwater diving um they're like even if you're just doing say the um, the indoor skydiving put on a set of goggles boom automatic complete different scenario it, do, it would feel so much different you know if you're doing indoor surfing boom put on one of these now you're outdoor surfing it's it's basically it, if done in the right way with the right accessories and the right place doing the right things, it could kind of be like our very first holodeck in a way, <laughs> if you think about it. You know what I mean? So I just I, I absolutely love this. It is so much fun to play around with. My kids absolutely love it. 
Oh my God, they love it so much. And it's great too, because of all the, you know, you can get Google Street View and you can find all these different places all around the world that you can go to these famous places. Like you can go and stand out, out in front of the Taj Mahal and look around you 360 degrees in virtual reality. And it, it almost feels like you're there. There's like, where's Waldo freaking videos that are in 360 degrees where you have to find Waldo. Like, it, 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 there's just so many different fun, interesting things that you, people can do with this. I've actually started looking into the the 360 degree video cameras because I think it would be a lot of fun to have one and to use one. And can you imagine Geek Fallout going to Comic-Con, you know, the Ottawa Comic-Con or Toronto or Montreal Comic-Con with a 360 degree video thing? We could be doing, you know, interviews with people with this camera. And at the same time, the people watching it could be listening to us, watching us. But then, hey, that person that just walked by caught my attention because that costume's awesome. So they're going to follow them. But they're still listening to us because we're awesome. It would be great if you could take the camera, like put it on your head. And then, like, put this uh, platform around you so that, like, if you got, like, a rascal or a wheelchair, and then you could go around looking like a friggin' Dalek with all the cameras sticking out of you. The, the cameras aren't that big. <laughs> well, you can put scopes would, on them. That would be fun. So, but that's that's my uh, my techno rant for the day. I, I just, I really want people to try this out. It's only three bucks. <clears> it's It can be used uh, for educational purposes. There's tons of different games and apps. Um... You can get Bluetooth controllers on eBay. Uh, mind you, they only have two buttons and a joystick. But for about 3 to $7 on eBay and Amazon, you can get these little Bluetooth controllers and you're able to play more games. I know um, the PlayStation emulator for Android is uh, Google Cardboard compatible. Um, so, you know, if you have one with head straps on, you could strap this on and you could be playing Final Fantasy VII and it would look like you're looking at it on a 150-inch screen or whatever. Like, they have apps. I was watching an app yesterday or using an app the other day. And it's really funny. It's called uh, Virtual Theater. So you're literally, it puts you, whatever movie you play on your phone is playing in a theater. You're in a virtual theater. So you look next to you, and there's your drink. You look on the other side, there's your popcorn. There's people next to you. There's seats everywhere. Hmm. And you're in, you know, there's there's dynamic lighting that lowers and, and brightens as the credits come in and out. They're, you know, like it, it's a virtual theater. It's it's just hilarious and, and really cool. There's an asshole with a big tall hat in front of you. Yeah, using his cell phone. And you can hear, and you can, and he even uses vibration sensors to stimulate someone kicking your back seat. <laughs> You're really well. I got kids for that, so. But well, uh, yeah, so um, I think uh, I think somebody else on this podcast might be needing to get one of those, especially uh, once the um, oh the ViewMaster VR um, scavenger hunt slash escape room thing comes out we're all gonna have you me and uh chris skyda are gonna have to get a few of these and test this bad boy out oh yeah the ViewMaster, the actual ViewMaster from the 80s is back and they're putting out cardboard uh type holders for phones as well as using a uh, 3d image uh, ViewMaster, i don't think they do cardboard they have the plastic ones well Those yeah it's still like i said cardboard types like Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like still like putting out apparatuses for the phone and uh, having like 3D imagery. So the old, the same guys that brought you the, that orange thing with the big orange tab and the paper slides, they're still around and they're they're blazing into the future. So it's good to know that they're uh, that they're kicking it and they're keeping current. Yeah, they were blowing exactly. minds in the 80s and they're continuing to do so now. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, so well, <laughs> with that, why don't we just move on real quick to our main feature, something that has you extremely excited well, and will most likely, with my past history with vehicles, get me very excited. So why oh, don't you yes. this in and... Why don't you lead us in and inform me as to the glory of what Elon Musk has bestowed upon the universe this time? Well, as we uh, were talking in, I don't know if, if uh, we were talking recently about uh, you getting a new, another vehicle. And I like you were talking about getting the Prius because it would be, you know, an affordable, economical vehicle. And I said, well, what about a Tesla? And you're like, they'll never be a, they're not going to be affordable anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, and within less than a week, Elon Musk must have uh, been eavesdropping on our conversations. He must be a uh, <laughs> techno babble fan. Yeah, he's a techno babble fan. He could uh, sponsor the show, but I guess he wants to see how we uh, do on our own. And he's been uh, he's been freaking busy. He has un- uh, announced the Tesla Model Three, which is a sustainable, affordable car. And it combines real-world range, performance, safety, and spaciousness into a premium sedan, and it's their most affordable car yet. It achieves 345 kilometers of range per charge, and, and it starts at 35000 US dollars for the base model. And it's designed to attain the highest safety ratings, as Tesla quality is. So, you and what are some of the specs on this thing? Well, 345 kilometers per charge, under six seconds to go from zero to 100 kilometers an hour, and it's got seating for five adults, a five-star safety rating in all categories, autopilot safety features, and it will be supercharging capable as, uh, I guess, upgrades come along the pike. So, for $35,000, you got a friggin' sweet-ass Tesla. Yeah, really. So... Rich. Thirty-five grand is it's it's low, but it's not Prius low. Yeah, but now that you can Priuses bu- start at twenty grand, dude. But now that the you- insight starts even less. Yes. The C Max is is lower. But for the-, the the Nissan Leaf is lower. What about the, the safety- smart the smart four two electric car is lower. The I could keep going here, man. Yes, but what about the features? The the Tesla quality, the sweetness that only Tesla can provide. Can those things even come close to them? Um, there's your answer. Yeah. Now yes. here's what I mean. You're paying so much more, right? Like oh, that's the difference. Like, well, of yes, course, sure. if you're like, yeah, if you get what you if pay I for. paid thirty five thousand dollars for a fucking Prius, it comes with a lot of features. So you know what oh. I mean? Like like the Volt, for instance. I would still kind I would still rather have a Volt over a Tesla. You know why? Because you know what? If there's no fucking charge charging station, you're screwed, buddy. Doesn't matter that you have a $200,000 car that's fucking making up for some shit that you don't want to tell us about, you know? Like it doesn't freaking matter that you have all this money and this crazy amazing like drool-worthy car. If there's no charging station, you're screwed. Whereas the Volt is a full electric car. But it also has a gasoline generator in it to only to generate power for the batteries as a backup plan. And if Tesla was to do something like that, I think then that would be for me the old like that's what I would buy. I well, like can, the idea can... of going all electric, but at the same time, there's not enough um, um, uh, infrastructure. There's not as much, not enough infrastructure well, right now to allow for all of these electric cars, at least for 
anything more than just, hey, I'm going to work, I'm coming home. Hey, I'm going to work, I'm coming home. I'm going to work, I'm going to, you know, if you want to go anywhere and take a trip more than, what is it, 200, 230 miles or something like that? 345 kilometers. Yeah, whatever. So I can't even get to Toronto. You know what I mean? I'd get halfway to Toronto and go, oops, I'm screwed. And then I'd have to call freaking CAA and they'd come and they'd be like, dude, we can't help you. You're screwed. And they'd leave and they'd laugh at me. Just so say, hey, I you do bring... like it. And the, the car is absolutely can you, gorgeous. Can you bring a solar charging mat so I can put it on the roof of my car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I can I can charge the car in the next like week. <laughs> yeah. we'll, just, we'll just take some of my power banks, plug it into the cigarette lighter and hopefully it'll hopefully the electricity will go the other way and feed the battery. <laughs> But I mean, like it—it it looks amazing in Soviet in look. Soviet in Soviet Russia. Phone charges card. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, it looks it looks really oh, great. And speaking I love of structure, the way that they look and 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 the software and the the whole. It's not just that. Look at the know, look at the picture of it. From yeah. the windshield to the back is one solid piece of glass. Well, hold on. It's a friggin' dome from the front to the back. It's one solid sheet. Is it? I yeah. can't, uh, or maybe it's two it. separate sheets, but it's still one solid. Well, this, they're not the only car that's doing that, but that is cool. Don't act like they're the first people to do that, man. Come on. But they're the first Teslas to do it. Oh, pfft. dude, you are so wrapped up in Tesla. <laughs> it's hilarious. Hey, I'm wearing a Tesla hoodie right now. Yeah, only because you knew you were going to be talking about Tesla. Damn right. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's I, got a fifteen. I really it's like got a fifteen-inch it, so. landscape touchscreen inside. Yeah, they all do. It's really weird. Well, the other ones are seventeen-inch on the Model S and the X. This is just a fifteen-inch. Ooh! Oh no! Only a fifteen-inch landscape. Oh! Oh! What a shame! Oh! Better not buy it. <laughs> oh! It's not. It's not good no, enough. It's the reason. Mister Douchebaggery. <laughs> it's the reason to get it because, like, if you think, oh, the seventeen-inch is just too, you know, too grandiose or. Uh, you know, trying to compensate for something. You know, this one's nice, economical, sleek. I don't know. Like, if if I guess I would get one if it was um, yeah, and Tesla. If it, like, if I could get one used, and if the infrastructure was a little bit stronger, I would probably get one. Regarding the infrastructure, Tesla has uh, not Tesla. Uh, Musk has said by the end of 2017, when the Model Three is ready to launch. Tesla says that there will that there will have a total of seven thousand two hundred superchargers, double the number available today. Really? So, I don't know but where still, he's going. That's still not even that much, though. Well, the fact that and that's only in like one area. If you are trying to make electric cars the new thing, which, by the way, yeah, electric is technically more efficient, but you're still using, you know, like it's it's. Just because your physically your vehicle is not physically putting carbon into the air does not mean that you're not creating carbon because your electricity is still coming from most likely a coal, nuclear, or oil plant, uh, electricity plant of some kind. So you're still creating dirty air and 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 carbon well, monoxide and all these pollutants by having this. And not only that, but the battery itself is toxic. Like, what do you do with the battery when it's done? And I, I got into an argument with, I, wait, wasn't it Chris? I think when we were talking about Prius's last time on one of our Christmas episodes, he was saying that. I think it was. But, um, yeah, like, they're, they're better in a way, but at the same time, if the infrastructure isn't there and if the clean energy isn't there, like, yeah, if you can get yourself a solar panel on your house, that's amazing. You are now, that is now one of the best 
ways to power that car and, and you have a near green, near fully green car. That is the most possible greenest I possible think, car you I could think you have. you could also put right? a mat. That's the only way. If you could put a solar mat on your car and just feed the battery as you're driving down the road, it won't sustain it, but it will make the charge last longer. You would have to, no, it wouldn't do anything because... Because of the fact that the whole roof is glass, if they had a regular roof on it and you could make the entire roof a solar panel, it might help. But there's nowhere on the car that you could put a large enough solar panel to make any sort of a difference that would actually do anything. Like it just it's not possible. You know what I mean? Even if the whole hood was a solar panel, like you'd only be extending it by so much. And then on top of that, you're making your car look really dumb. You know, if it's on the roof, that's one thing. I mean, I know the Prius um, has had uh, solar panels on the roof. I believe the Ford Fusion, or sorry, Ford um, uh, the Focus, the Ford Focus Electric uh, has an option to have solar panels on the roof. Um, there are cars that have that, but they're usually only for accessories and or helping to maintain certain things while the car isn't on. You know what I mean? Well, when it, well think about it. If you're parked or you do, you take a uh, a tr- you take a pit stop, just park by the side of the road. Make sure it's got some sun, and while you're getting a while you're getting a refreshing energy from the food, then that thing will be in the parking lot doing the same. I guess. Well, I know, like the the Prius uh, with theirs was actually really cool because I know if it gets up to a certain temperature, and I think you could actually program it into the car. Uh, once it reaches a certain temperature, there is a solar panel on the roof that actually powers the windows and the and or the sunroof. So if you're the interior of your car reaches a certain temperature or the exterior of the car reaches a certain temperature, the car will automatically open and or close the sunroof by itself to help keep your car at a certain temperature. So now we can finally leave our kids and pets in the car in the at the store. No, because then they'll escape through the sunroof. Are you crazy? Well, how much is it going to open it? Just a crack to let the air in, or is it going to like fully open? I guess, it? I guess it all depends on how much you want it, like what you have it set to, how hot the day is, how I mean, far it actually opens. Unless, unless you have an octopus in your car, it probably won't be able to escape through the crack in the window. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to see it. Well, there's plenty of videos of octopuses gutting through tiny little donut holes without breaking them. Like when, when you don't have bones. The world is your tunnel. Like everything is like they're uh, they're slippery little bastards. If their beak can fit through it, they can mm-hmm. fit through it. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but ju- uh, you just like leaving a note on the car, like like do not smash this window open to rescue my baby. The car will take care of it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Well, I'm sure Tesla will probably have some sort of app to uh, call the you know CAS or or um, uh, police or something if you leave your child in the car and the cool thing is that musk like he uh he said in order for it to be affordable he would uh, require more than 130,000 pre-orders i just saw the news today guess how many pre-orders he's got mm. 253,000 wow and each of them has put down a thousand dollars to reserve a car wow so double the double what he needed because that's how much people believe in the future and with the Hyperloop this guy's coming out with and the SpaceX, this man is redefining transportation on every in every way that matters. So, Elon Musk, you're friggin' transportation techno god. <laughs> and that covers our uh, our episode today. Uh, Rich, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me here on Technobabble, also on Screenin', if we can ever stop with the damn 
freaking technical difficulties, fuck you, Skype. Um, and you can also find me occasionally on uh, Geek Fallout, the comic book episodes. I just appeared on the 50th anniversary episode. So go check those out and come by our Facebook page and leave us a comment and, you know, spread the word. You know, I don't I, I personally I don't even care if you come to iTunes and leave us a review. Screw iTunes. Tell a friend about us. Tell somebody that you enjoy our show. Share the episode. That's that's what really matters. Put I us don't on, care yeah. about reviews. Reviews can suck it. Put us on the Facebook and let everybody know these guys are freaking well, awesome. Tell, tell a friend that you that you work with. Doesn't have to be online, you know. Tell your best buddy. Say, hey, these guys are assholes, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. Or 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 they're not funny at all, and they're assholes. Let's listen to them and make fun of them. That works too. Yeah. As long as you download the episode, then you can think whatever you want of us. Yeah, exactly. Of course, good things are better, but you know we can't. Con- we're not going to tell you what to think. We're just going to tell you what to do. That's all that matters. And you can uh, <laughs> you can find me uh, occasionally on screening, uh, sometimes on other podcasts here, mostly on, well, only on this one consistently. And I also have my own podcast playing with power, a Nintendo Power retrospective about the magazine that uh, and the impact it had on our young lives. Uh, we currently, we just released our 11th issue. We discussed Super Mario Brothers 3. It's one of the best ones ever, if you haven't listened to the show. It's a very good one to uh, get in on, although episodes 5, issue 5, has Rich on it. And issue 8 is the DuckTales episode, and it's got a pretty good, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you. you. Just listen to the damn show. We talk video games. You like video games. You're listening to this show. You like friggin' video games, okay? We talk about video games and magazines and uh, retro stuff. That's popular with the kids nowadays, all those things on the Twitter blogs. and Anyway, we're throwing our hat in the ring, so check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, am I forgetting anything? No, I think that's it. All right. So, uh, I'm Mike. And I'm Richard. And it is now Let's safe roll. to turn off no, your device. No, no. Drop it. Brought to you by Geek Follow Productions in association with the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network.